Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Rattled and Shook is released weekly, every Thursday, and brought to you absolutely free. But if you want to listen ad-free, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get exclusive bonus episodes. For more information, check out the show notes. Now, enjoy the show. And now, presenting Rattled and Shook. that to you up nicely. Is that my my cue? (laughs) No, you can start whenever. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I'm April. I like horror movies and scary stuff. And I'm Meredith, and I don't. (laughs) Sorry. It does sound like I'm really ending the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) This is Rattled and Shook, a podcast where we tell scary stories and discuss our deepest, darkest fears. But in a fun way. So uh, a little bit about this podcast. We're going to be telling you some scary stories playing some horror-themed games. And my goal uh, during this journey will be to (laughs) try and scare Meredith, Um, but in a way that she enjoys. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad it'll be in a way that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a little bit more about us. I'm Meredith, and I'm a writer and producer, and I've been producing for podcasts for a while now. And one of those is actually Radio Rental. I write for Terry Carnation. And if you're familiar with Radio Rental, actually, Terry wants to say a word or two. Here he is. Hello, is this thing on? Hi, me, Terry Carnation. I love this show. I'm a huge fan. I I, I listen all the time. I love the spooky stories, the scary stories. Oh, they they get my skin a tingling. And uh, I can't wait to see what you have in store. Can't wait. Wow, thank you so much, Terry. That was thank you, so Terry. genuine and unprompted. Yes. Love you, bestie. We love you, Terry. So lucky to be supported by that guy. By a guy like Terry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joined here with uh, this one. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm this one. My name's April. And I am an editor, mostly reality TV. One of my favorite jobs involved editing cats, playing football. That's a dream job. It's one of my favorite jobs. Yeah. And I'm super into horror. You know, I've tried to hide that part of myself for too long. And no more. I'm not doing it anymore. I love horror, and I don't care who knows it. And I love sound design. And I want to put those two together. Oh, April, did you just lay that in? That's spooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ooh, where are we? A drafty haunted house. Did I just creak on a floorboard? In Maine? Yes, you did. Is that a grandfather clock? Is that Vecna calling you? (laughs) Oh, no. Is Uh that Kate Bush? Nope, we don't have the rights to that. We don't have the rights to that. So a little bit more about this show. We're going to be listening to scary stories. We'll tune in and then uh, listen together in real time 
and react to them, give our thoughts. We'll play some horror-themed games, probably have some guests, invite some people in to listen to scary stories, share some scary stories. I think we can think about this like a little horror-themed variety hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to give you a little bit of everything. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to scream. We're going to scream? <laughs> Our first story involves camping, so we already know it's going to be terrifying. Let's check it out. Scariest moment of my life happened while my friend and I were camping in eastern Canada as teenagers. We decided to sleep in this abandoned camper we found deep in a large forest that was near our town. It had been there so long that small trees had grown around it. We'd stumbled across it when we were exploring a few months back and thought it would be cool and brave to sleep there for a night. So one weekend, we did it. We arrived after dark because we had gotten lost trying to find the camper. We had a really low power flashlight, so it made it even more difficult. Once we finally found it, we opened the rusty door and stepped in. The sounds inside the camper were shrill and echoey. There were typical camper things strewn about, cups, empty cans, swollen Pulp Fiction novels. Swollen? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, with like humidity. Oh, okay. That's actually beautiful imagery. (laughs) Already tired, we holed up in one end of the camper where the bed area had originally been before the cushions had rotted away almost to nothing. A long hallway stretched the length of the camper so we could basically see from end to end. It was a miserable night. There were several rats living in there. When the wind blew outside, the camper would shriek and groan. We even thought we heard a bear outside too walking around. Still, we feigned bravery and acted like we were having a good time, but we were on edge. At some point, I woke up from an uncomfortable sleep. I sat up to adjust myself when I noticed some movement out of the corner of my eye. At the other end of the camper, there was a small window, and as I looked at it, I saw a man's silhouette. He was clearly staring straight at me from outside. At first, I thought maybe it was a weird shape of a tree or something. But when I moved a bit to get a better look, the person clearly reacted and then froze. My heart was pumping, and I woke up my friend immediately, saying, Someone's here, over and over in a whisper, not taking my eyes off his profile. He woke up immediately, and I nodded towards the window. He saw him too. We whispered frantically about who it could be, and why was he staring at us? And for the next 10 minutes, no joke, we stared him down. The longer we stared at him, the more frightened we got. Occasionally he would move, but always keeping his eyes locked on us. Eventually I shouted at him, hey, no reaction. My friend was braver than me and decided to shine the flashlight at him. As soon as he did, we realized our horrible mistake. It wasn't a window at all. We had been staring down ourselves from the very start. Completely idiotic. Still, it was the most fearful, relieving, and funny moment of my life that I'll never forget. Closest to paranormal I've ever been. That had me. That had me. (laughs) Just staring in a mirror the whole time. What a reversal. The the description. Mm Mm-hmm. The swollen books, the, the swollen throbbing books, uh-huh. <laughs> the turgid pulp fiction novels. 
man. Why do we go camping? Uh, so would you ever do that? Would you ever um, go to a place and sleep there because you think it's scary? Um, I have wondered about this because I'm afraid of getting cursed. <laughs> but I just slept in a haunted hotel, a supposedly haunted hotel recently. And I was like, I feel nothing. I'm fine. And my little sister was like flipping out the whole time. <laughs> and she wouldn't let me close the door <laughs> to the bathroom because she didn't want to be alone. We'd be friends. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We'd be friends. I slept in a, a haunted inn recently. Mm -hmm. It was actually for a work trip. And I arrived first and it was at night and no one was there to check us in. And just like an empty inn with a gigantic oil painting of a cat. Mm -hmm. And then like distant music coming from somewhere else. <laughs> and at first I was just like, this is kitschy. Two of my coworkers hadn't arrived yet. And then they are just sending me articles of the inn being haunted. Yeah. Just like unprompted. I didn't ask for it. Mm -hmm. It was 10.30 p.m. or 11 or something. It's like, sorry, running late, but uh, here's some reading material. Yeah, just by the way. And then I went up to my room and it was just like clearly an old Victorian parlor mm -hmm. that someone had put a bed in. Like it wasn't the shape of a bedroom. And uh, I did sleep with my lights on the entire time I was there. <laughs> Everything you're describing, I'm like. That sounds great. Sign me up. Like, sounds, I'd go back. Yeah. I would go back. I, I'm just yeah. sleeping with my lights on. Nightlight. Just bring your nightlight. Just a full, full force nightlight. Just or the big light. Maybe I guess you were using the big light. Oh, I was using the big light. <laughs> I was using the big light. Step, slapper, and baby dance. Fall me to tears. Cause I'm the last of the red hot mamas. They've all cooled down but me. Flap of them. Say, what do they know? Pat and kiss and hug and don't know what it's all about. Say, when I kiss men, they feel they've had their tonsils taken out. Cause I'm the last of the red hot mamas. I'm getting hotter all the time. And now, a word from our sponsors. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Our next story is an internet classic, and I know this one very well. Meredith does not. Internet lore. Should, should we let you rate it? Yeah. How scary you think it is? Actually, yes. Stay tuned for my review of this viral story <laughs> that I don't it's know. It's very well known. Um, okay, I'm excited to be scared, I guess. <laughs> Are you convinced? About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S., I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, heading straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face his eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved, until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. 
I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him. And then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen as the smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What the fuck? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around, very slowly, and started dance-walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time, he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off of the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile. But he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. That's a creepy story. Yeah. I feel like it taps into the fear that, like, you can't escape this guy. You know, like, he just kind of appears across the street or he moves very quickly and... And he seems like, I feel like I imagine someone that feels very like uncanny valley. Mm -hmm. Like even the big exaggerated like the long tiptoes. Yeah. Feels very like a cartoon character, Tim Burton-y. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's your rating? What's the numerical scale? Um, I was going to say, um, we're using letters D through F. D, E, or F? <laughs> mm. E, E plus? <laughs> e point five? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if his suit was well-tailored, I might have been a little less afraid. <laughs> that's totally... If his suit was well-tailored, I would have been like, that's the devil. Okay, that's a good point. That's how you know it's a really bad situation. <laughs> okay, now that we've listened to Smiling Man, April has made a game to play based on the Smiling Man story somewhat. Okay, this is Choose Your Own Adventure.
Choose your own adventure. Excellent. Here we go. You're walking home alone at night. It's still a bit dewy outside from an evening rainstorm, and you distract yourself by playing a game of Dodge the Unearthed Snails when you see a figure up ahead. It moves in a strange fashion, then ducks behind a cluster of bushes. Do you? Option one. Keep walking. It's probably nothing. Besides, if it is, you have your handy keychain pepper spray that's only eight months past its expiration date. Option two. Keep walking in the same direction, but cross the street. Or three. Turn around and take the long way home. Ooh, okay. So I immediately am not doing one. I'm going to take the long way home. Three. Okay. Oh, God. Option three. (laughs) I know that... That's sudden death, isn't it? No, no. Okay. Turn around and take the long way home. You walk briskly in the other direction, hanging right at the next corner, when the snapping of a twig causes you to turn your head. Wham! You run into what feels like a brick wall. When you face forward, however, you find a frail old lady before you. Apologizing profusely, you insincerely ask if you can help her with anything. In fact, she says, you can, before asking if you could escort her to her house. When she tells you her address, you realize that it's in the direction you were headed before. Do you... A. Tell the old lady to find her own way home. (laughs) Or B. Help her, of course. What's wrong with you? Um, what's her creepiness level? Um, it's... Right now, it's... It's it's like a... D out of F. (laughs) Okay, I like that scale. (laughs) Unthreatening. Okay, I think I'd say I'd help her. Alright, you walk her, albeit slowly, down the street... The woman regales you with stories from her youth, but you're too on edge to hear a word of it. Suddenly, you hear a rustling noise from the bushes ahead. Do you? 1. Insist that it's unsafe to move forward and try to usher her away. 2. Throw the old lady out in front of you. 3. Decide to be heroic and shield the old woman with your body, aiming your pepper spray at the shrubbery and commanding whoever is in there to come out. God, what is it with these bushes? (laughs) But I've already had an experience where I saw, like, some sort of figure... All right. Okay. I'll go three. I'm like approaching cautiously, pepper spray in hand. Well, this is the heroic option. Oh, you can't be cautious. Oh, well, hold on. Okay. I pick one. (laughs) I'm getting out of there. Number one, insist that it's unsafe to move forward and try to usher her away. She tells you her running days are over, but you should go on ahead. You vow not to leave her alone. As you're debating, a man pops out from behind the bush and leaps at you both. Surprisingly spry, she removes a baton from her walker and whacks him over the head with it. He crumples to the ground. You take out your phone to call the cops, but she stops you. No cops. After some half-hearted protests and observing a certain hunger in her eyes, you heed her advice and decide to walk home, making it safely inside. The end. What? Is she a vampire? (laughs) She says no cops? Okay, I want to play again. Okay. You're walking home alone at night. Do you? Keep walking. You have that expired pepper spray. Cross the street. Turn around and take the long way home. Okay, this time I'm going option two. Option two. You begin to cross the street, but as you do, a speeding car runs a stop sign and heads straight for you. Do you, A, step back onto the curb, B, run forward. It's further, but you can make it. Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) I'll I'll gun it. Gun it? I'm going to run for it. Okay. Option B, run forward. It's further, but you can make it. No, you can't. You brace yourself for impact, but the car stops short inches from you, finally giving you the chance to bang on the hood of a car and yell, Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) Thank God. The driver steps out of the car and begins yelling at you for being in the middle of the road. Hoping to get their help, you apologize and ask them for a ride home. They look at you in terror and run back into their car, locking the doors and speeding away. 
As they turn a corner, a figure darts in front of their car. The driver stops short, but not before knocking the figure to the ground. Do you run towards the collision, turn around, take the long way home? He'll be fine. <laughs> Jeez. I don't love it, but like I think if someone got hit by a car, I would <laughs> probably go towards them. Okay, run towards it. You call 911 and remain on the scene as a third-party witness. Afterwards, the cops give you a ride home <laughs> where you get inside safely and lock the doors. You peer out the window as the cop car drives away, revealing that same cat sitting in the middle of the road. Its glimmering eyes stare deep into yours before scampering away. <laughs> <laughs> there was no cat. <laughs> Hold on. So, Wait, so there was a scenario with a cat and I didn't choose it? That's upsetting. from our sponsors. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This next story is neither here nor there. Let's take a listen. Near where I grew up, there was a large amusement park. One half of it was rides and coasters. The other half was a water park. Obviously, the summer jobs there were a great pull when you were a teenager, and they employed a huge number of my friends on summer break from college. The jobs over in the water park were generally considered more desirable, although I was never able to get them because I'm a horrible swimmer. A lot of my friends worked there, and I knew about three of the people involved in this story. It started at a water slide, one of the huge tube slides that you had to walk up seven flights of steps to get to the top. 
one lifeguard was posted up top telling people when to go down, and one of my friends was the lifeguard at the bottom who helped people off the slide and gave the all clear for the next person to go. A family had come with their child who was very young and apparently barely the height limit to go on the ride. The family was in line with the father first, kid second, and mother last so that someone would be with the kid at both top and bottom of the slide. The father goes down the slide, gets off, and the lifeguard gives the all clear and waits. He can't really see what's going on up top, but finally the next rider comes down. It's the mother who walks over to the father and asks where the son is. There's a moment of confusion and my friend is pulled over by the family. The kid had been the next one to enter the slide up top before his mother, but had never come out the bottom. My friend is confused, calls up to the top lifeguard who verifies that the kid went down the slide. Neither my friend nor the father saw the kid come out the bottom. Until this is figured out, they shut down the ride. The top lifeguard calls security and reports this as a missing child, while my friend calls a supervisor. The supervisor shows up and is apparently afraid the kid is wedged in the tube somehow, and in such a way that the mother failed to dislodge him coming down the slide. The parents are obviously upset at this point and freaking out, and the supervisor has the upper lifeguard go down the ride himself, spread out to make sure there's no child jammed in the turns of the slide. He comes at the bottom, having not dislodged the corpse of the child, and everyone is more confused than ever. Meanwhile, security called saying they just turned up a missing kid near one of the coasters. Could they get a description of the child missing? The supervisor sort of dismisses it out of hand that it could have been the same child. The coaster they found the kid by was clear across the park. Instead, she has a bunch of lifeguards run up the stairs and come down the slide, still hoping to dislodge the kid while other employees quietly look around the bottom in case the kid somehow managed to fall out of the tube. Upper management calls security and asks them to pull the security camera footage from the top of the slide, and one of the security guards says that he is almost positive that that's the kid they have in the next room. They get the kid's name, and sure enough, he's in the missing children's room, safe and sound. Here's where things get weird. The footage shows the father, kid, and mother entering the slide. It's also timestamped, so they know when the child went down the slide. The incident report for when the kid was found clear across the park behind a roller coaster shows he was discovered less than five minutes later. My friend the security guard tested it, and walking at a stiff clip and knowing all the shortcuts, it was a 20-minute walk for him. Furthermore, when you hit the edge of the water park, there were signs that shirts and shoes had to be worn past this point. The kid was found barefoot and shirtless in just his swim trunks. The idea that no one across 12 acres would stop this kid is completely weird. Weirdest of all was that the incident report stated that the child seemed disoriented and was at first not able to respond to questions. It also stated that the kid, who was in a water slide five minutes prior, was bone dry. This was the talk of the park for about a week, with everyone trying to come up with explanations. Guards searching the other security footage to find the kid going across the park, people trying to get from the slide to the coaster. Then the upper management came out and basically hushed it up. Supervisors told us that if they heard anyone talking about it, that they would be fired. Pretty soon the park moved on to whatever the next drama was and it got swept aside. But yeah, child goes down slide, and into time and space portal. So right off the top, I identify with the child. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I I think I was at like Disney World or something and my mom was at the top of the slide and gave me to the person running the slide and was like, okay, don't release her until like, I get down there. Because I think I was too little to really do that by myself. And they mm-hmm. were like, okay. And then my mom was headed down and they released me early. And I have this memory of plunging into water and just kind of being there. I'm sorry. Before, <laughs> before, some, before my mom was like, Meredith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's say this is real. Very glitch in the matrix. I love a glitchy story. What do you think actually happened? I'd like to think that he started in one water slide and went out the bottom of the other. Yeah. I think what happened is it's like a classic like home alone situation where the mom like thought it was her son in front of her and Mm -hmm. he was actually like next to her behind her or whatever. And that kid went down. Mm hmm. And everyone just thought it was the the kid in question and he went and did something else. He snuck out. He went and got himself a churro and then showed up at the other end of the park. Because the mom went after him. Yeah. Is there a final destination with that? Oh, there should be. There really should be. There's a roller coaster one. Oh, I don't want to see that. Because I love roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. There's always that possibility you get on a roller coaster and it's like, this could be the time. Just goes right off the track. And now we all know what April's <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking this is, woo, this ought to be fun. Well, and this story starts with an enclosed tube water slide. And that's bad enough to begin with. I don't like enclosed tube slides. I am claustrophobic and I have been on those. As soon as I get in and I'm going down, I'm like, what if I never stop going down this tube? What if it just never opens back up again? <laughs> Like, this is my life now. That is a really funny way to think of limbo. Yeah. Like, you're just <laughs> going down a water slide. That's hell. In perpetuity. And every time you go over one of the seams, it hurts a little. <laughs> and that is a perfect segue <laughs> into talking about irrational fears, which is something we wanted to talk about. So let's talk about irrational fears. My number one biggest fear is sharks. Mm -hmm. And so my irrational fear beyond just sharks in general as an unlikely thing that I will have to encounter is the lane markers at the bottom of the pool. Um, Because to me growing up, they looked kind of like hammerheads because, you know, the lane marker ends in a T. Mm -hmm. And so I came from a family that swim team was very important to them. (laughs) Um, my grandma was a swim coach cool. and, uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. We would go over to her house and she would make us swim laps and it was pretty cool. I did get pretty good at that freestyle and that butterfly though. Um, but I hated backstroke because I couldn't see the sharks beneath mm-hmm. me. Right. You know, that thing where you got to see your, Makes sense. you got to see your enemy. <laughs> well, you do, you have to, uh, if you make eye contact or face the sharks, they actually, a lot of the time will swim away. They like to attack from the back. Here I was, six years old, just making that up. I had no idea. That includes hammerheads at the bottom of pools. Wow. I totally knew that. But I was a fast swimmer. And I think at least half of that was because the lane markers were there to motivate me. And as soon as I got to the end, I was just like, flip turn, get out of there. Mm-hmm. Because the, the hammerhead yeah. is right there. Uh-huh. Thank you for being so understanding. <laughs> Thank you for nodding through that. Here's the thing. You could say something and I'll have some version of that for myself. And it's not sharks in the pool. But, but it's oh, Don't like- say that like that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My thing about the pool is 
the fear of something being beneath you or something you can't see dragging you down. In my mind, I go immediately to like weird creature monster because it's like, well, it's not going to be a real animal in here in a pool. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) It would have to be something like crazy and outlandish, you know? I'm with you on that. I had a pool growing up at home. That was like that. The fear there was more a kraken, you know, just because there were <laughs> that like a scenario. Yeah, just more like a kraken scenario. <laughs> All this to say, we'd like to hear your irrational fears. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Rattled and Shook and let us know what your irrational fear is. That's at Rattled and Shook, and I'm not spelling it out. <laughs> and we look forward to hearing them. And stay right where you are for episode two. We're going to have special guest Terry Carnation, who's been on standby this whole time. Terry, how you doing? You ready to uh, listen to some scary stories and play some games? Ladies of Rattled and Shook, I couldn't be more thrilled to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on. We're so excited. We're big fans. Big fans of Dark Air and Radio Rental. Um, is there, how am I getting paid? Is there, how, how is that going to work? Can we settle that right now? Um, well, is it possible that you can pay me in cash? We'll, we'll talk. Rattled and Shook is a Tenderfoot TV production in partnership with Odyssey. Executive producers are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Co-executive producer is Meredith Stedman. Hosted and produced by April Ruha and Meredith Stedman. Lead editor and sound designer is April Ruha. Additional production by Sean Nerney. Production management by Tracy Kaplan and Jordan Foxworthy. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Original artwork by Puppy Teeth Studios. Follow us on social media at Rattled and Shook. know that science solves crimes. Forensic science is exciting, challenging, and most of all, rewarding work. But there is a shortage of qualified individuals in this field. Hi, I'm Terry with Loyola University of Maryland's Forensic Science Department. Loyola is one of the only colleges in the country offering advanced degrees in forensic pattern analysis and biological forensics. Our courses, taught by forensic experts, feature hands-on training and small class sizes. They are based on real crime scene and forensic examiner training programs to ensure you are ready to make a difference. Our programs are open to students from a variety of academic backgrounds because we believe everyone can contribute to solving crimes. So what are you waiting for? Discover the excitement of forensic science at Loyola University, Maryland. Visit loyola.edu forward slash forensic for more information. That's loyola.edu forward slash forensic because you are ready to make a difference. Join one of Loyola University Maryland's forensic science programs today.